Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm your host. That's Natasha Legero, and I'm Moshe Kasher. As you know, if you watch the show on YouTube, you'll know. I just uh, have a quick tale to tell about the uh, uh, breaking the fourth wall of the Endless Honeymoon podcast. If you watch the show on YouTube, you will note that we record our show on a great big white cloth woven couch. And we have three white dogs that last week were going to stay upstairs. But Natasha, she said, stop the presses. I'm going to go and I'm going to get these dogs because the viewers like watching the dogs chomp on strawberries. Well, here's the thing. Those dogs. Oh, I don't want to spoil your big your big reveal. Well, the dogs came down and at I would say one sec one second <laughs> after we stopped recording our previous <laughs> I'm literally we were we were like saying our good nights and walking upstairs. Well, one of the dogs, I would say the worst of the dogs, my, Your do- dog. my dog, the dog that I brought to the table, Pablo, Pablo Casher, Pablo Escobar Casher, had what I would call the most intense dogaria <laughs> I have ever seen <laughs> directly on this white couch. We've been cleaning it all week. The the symbol was like, do you remember the octopus creatures in um, that movie with Amy Adams? Uh, what was it called? The alien movie? It looked like something from Seven, like from a, yeah. the bedpost no, of it, Seven. It was, like... it, it was the writing from, what was the Amy Adams movie? It was like with circular. The, yeah, circular, like the... Like the, like the, the uh, like the octopus creatures were trying to communicate with the earthlings. That's it was that, but a, a rival. That's right. It was called a rival, <laughs> and Pablo had an arrival of his very own. It was it was horrifying. It I was mean, so awful. Well, let me just can I say why this happened? I've been going on toddler blogs trying to find things for my kid to do that isn't watching TV. So then this woman's like, "Oh, get a rice bin together." Oh, a sensory so, bin. So I so I got this like rice bin together, and she played with it like it's she a, it's loved it. It's a it. bucket. It's a big shallow bucket of rice with toys in it, right? Yeah, like just with measuring spoons. She was like for fifty minutes, which is really long for a toddler, just is absorbed in this activity. And then the I dogs realized. <laughs> gathered round and chomped on raw rice. So yeah, so now the dog is having this riceria, riceria for all, all week, just like diarrhea with rice in it all over all of our beloved objects. Ho- truly a horrifying experience. <laughs> but it was almost worth the fifty-five minutes I got of our child not uh, crying. Well, we got fifty-five minutes of child not crying. We got five minutes of this intro. In a way, it was worth it. In a way, I would love it if he had uh, if COVID affected the small Chihuahua community, but we got through it. I'll tell you, I have a positive. I've had a I had a positive, a positive experience tonight, Natasha. Yeah. I um I bought a brand new fire pit. It's a it's a Japanese collapsible fire pit from a company called Snowpeak. Pretty unbelievable build quality i mean it's just awesome anyway we just had a fire in the front yard we roasted weenies our child screamed marshmallow yay and uh, then i bought this book written in 1973 called surfing california's coast and uh 
I just decided just now, just five, nearly five minutes ago, that I am going to have a good summer, regardless of what COVID-19 wants from me. I'm going to pack up my fire pit, grab that book, get in the RV, and I'm going to head to the coast, free and clear of my wife and child. <laughs> I do think, though, that your happiness depends on how little you are willing to, or how much you are not, or you are willing to not read the news. Right. You know, like, I think it's impossible to be carefree and happy and also, like, up on everything. Maybe that's true, but I just think uh, heading... Because I haven't been listening to the news or reading the news, and I'm feeling pretty good. I feel like heading for the hills is the secret. The hills are... It's possible to avoid people out in the yonder. Campgrounds are opening up. So don't anybody take my plan, because I don't want to see you out there. But I'm feeling pretty optimistic about the possibilities of one crazy summer. <laughs> Are you like a summer person? Like you 100%. Wanna... Yes, I love the summer. It's the best. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? You don't care? Now that I think about it, yeah. Well, LA kind of always feels like summer. That's why I'm here. I love it here. People, All these people talking shit about California. It's pretty great. Just, it's the best. I mean, if you live in another state than California, I'm not talking about your state. I'm talking about all the other states. that They don't compare. Nothing compares to you, California. So this one's for you, Gavin Newsom. Wherever you are, you slick-backed adulterer. Is there any possibility he doesn't do coke? Zero percent. Zero percent. Well, listen, I'm really bored of my own thoughts. and uh, Oh, I feel the same way. Uh, you know, why not call one of the funniest people that I know that I've ever met Friend of ours. Friend of the pod. Well, we'll f it remains to be seen. Let's call her up. All right. Let's call Tig Nataro. Hey, Tosh. Yamash. Have you ever noticed that whenever I put a picture of my body on Instagram, there are about 900 comments about my body hair? Yes. Ooh, look at that. Chewbacca. Wow. What a hairy mess. Ew. What's up? Oh, he really is Jewish. I never even noticed you had that much hair. I thought it was kind of cute. Well, listen. If you're a guy that is a very a hairy and sometimes you want to take matters into your own hands and make sure that that hair does not extend into an unsightly thatch of pubes that cover up your already teeny tiny genitalia, you are in luck because Manscaped is a company that makes these kits for trimming and controlling your pubic region. And I'm not kidding. Uh, they sent one to me. And it's a really... Not, I mean, this is going to sound trite, but it's a nice package. It's really cool. It comes with a little clipper, so you can trim them pubes down and make your big old dong look big old bigger. And men, listen up. You don't want to use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. An unbelievable point. Yeah, exactly. Also, if you're a... You got to get your own special... Your own special... Ball trimmer. Yeah, you got to get them bees teed. But if you're, if you're a woman listening right now, you're probably like, well, wait, what does Manscaped have to do with me? Well, what if you're dating some, you know, thatchy, hairy, wicket man, and you want him to trim down, and you don't want to have that awkward conversation? Well, you can get him one of these Manscaped packages. It comes with, uh, it comes with a clipper thing. It comes with uh, all these products like a deodorant and a toner and all this great stuff to make your nut sack smell like a sack of warm roasted nuts. 
Yes, the products smell good. I like the smell on you. The manly scent. You like the smell on my. When on you my, did it, it smelled good. I like my, that kind when of. When you put your face in my crotch, you mean? No, I liked it when you when you did it, and then you came to bed. It smelled good. Yeah, it was emanating beautiful scents. Exactly. And did it, 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 in a way, it made you you want me more. Exactly. Uh, Manscaped only uses the best ingredients, so you only have the best experience. Honestly, the thing is, for for how uh, sort of funny the product is, there's nothing funny about the quality of it. There's three bottles of, of product: the toner, the deodorant, and uh, uh, and then there's a there's a clipper, and there's a brand new pair of boxer briefs that come with it. So you You've can been feel, wearing them. They feel good. They're good boxer briefs. The whole thing is cool, and it comes in a really cool little leatherish pouch. It's awesome. So anyway, we're offering people twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code honeymoon at manscaped.com. If you're a man that needs to trim, or a woman that has a man that would like to trim, this is a perfect gift for you, or a perfect gift for your man. Trust me. He will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code honeymoon at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code honeymoon. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our sex lives better. Yeah. Hello. Hi, Tig. Hi, Tig. Hi. How's it going? going all right and you and you (laughs) and we're fine oh we're just you know loving life yeah everything's sure (laughs) everything's perfect thank you for asking (laughs) oh we miss you do you (laughs) (laughs) you know a lot of people would have gone with the i miss you too i gotta admire you for the uh the follow-up i mean i guess since covid has started i haven't seen you less than i usually see you so (laughs) I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, we're, I mean, I, I would say, I feel like I would, I'd be like, I would say, yeah, we're, we're good friends, kind of with that high, <laughs> high pitch. <laughs> you know, if I was talking to somebody, I would say, yeah, they're, you know, they're good friends of mine. I would, I would definitely go up a little high. Oh, no, Tig, yeah, no, we know Tig. Like that. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, we're, yeah, they're good, definitely good friends, you know. So what's the stage better than that? What's that? I want to know what the stage better than that is. Um, I think it's very in touch with your real voice and you, it just, you're just, you say, you know, we've been very close for years. <laughs> yeah, no, Tig and I are, we're very good friends. That Yeah, that yeah. does feel different. No, 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 yeah, I love it, her. It does. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't if if somebody ran into you, Moshe, and asked about our friendship, you wouldn't say she's by far one of the closest people <laughs> in my life. You would say, yeah, you know, we're she's definitely. I mean, I don't know what you would say. I would I would definitely say in a high pitched voice that you're both very good friends of mine. No, I like that. I think that's right. What I I would if somebody kept prying after the high pitch, they would go. If I said, oh, yeah, no, we're, 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 no, we're very good friends. And then they said, wait, what do you mean? I noticed that your voice went up. What do you mean by that? Then I would probably say, well, when we spend time together, there are usually toddlers or comedy festivals involved. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. I feel like we're the type of people that we gravitate towards each other at comedy festivals because it's hard to talk to anyone else. That's good, though. Exactly. Yeah. And and when people do talk in a high-pitched voice, I do ask them directly why <laughs> their voice went up because it is very, very telling. And speaking of friendship, I have to say, right, you know, I was looking at my phone to look you know, for your, your text that this podcast is going to start. And I'm assuming we started. I hope we started. Oh, yeah. We know we've um, begun. Oh, no. Yeah, we've begun. I, no, we started already. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I missed a phone call from Caroline Ray. She lives in my neighborhood. And when I saw, she's never called me. We, we, we are not close enough to where she would call. You know, we don't chat. And so when I saw that I missed her call, I was really scared uh, to listen to the message. And it was nothing, nothing funny. She stayed in her very real voice. She didn't go up high. She wasn't doing a bit. She was just checking to see how we were doing. That's nice. Also, like, kind of late in the COVID. Right. Like, it is, it's a bold move, well, week four of quarantine. <laughs> week seven. And late in the night. <laughs> Wait, so what happened? Did you call her back? No, this is right when I was looking at my phone to see when you were going to text. And it said a missed call from Caroline Ray. And I thought, maybe you oh. guys, Maybe you get us confused and you had... that's no, she, Caroline called her. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, Caroline left me a message. And when I saw that she called, I thought, oh, she probably accidentally sat on her phone and called me. And then I was like, oh, there's a 30 second message from Caroline Ray. And I thought this is probably horrible news because of COVID. And then she's just saying, hey, I miss seeing you guys around the neighborhood. Just checking (laughs) to see how you're doing. And I'm like nine o'clock at night. You know what it probably was is that Caroline has been very fastidiously calling literally everyone she knows. And this is the uh-huh. tier that you're at. It's a, it took nine <laughs> weeks of quarantine. She's like, well, why don't I give Tig a call? <laughs> you're probably... <laughs> she has not stopped dialing in months. <laughs> I was really trying to call people at first, like, and then I kind of mm. dropped off. But some days I'm like, I should just call people. But then when I start calling people, I never heard from you. Yeah. From me? <laughs> yeah, I'm closer to you than Caroline Ray. Well, oh, no, no, yeah, 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 you are. I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I just always figure you're okay. You always figure I'm okay. Yeah, that's I'm your, always like that, fighting for my life yeah, in that, the hospital. No, that's your persona, Tig. Is always okay. No, but you're <laughs> you're happily married and like you know you're not alone. And I checked in on to make sure that you were feeling good. And um, yeah, and I do. I we and I don't want to paint the wrong picture. We are in touch. We do <laughs> touch base. I feel like. Uh, and we had our birthday um, Zoom. So, you know, we, we are very, we are very close. <laughs> you're, actually, the truth is your voice probably would go up less high for Natasha than for me, right? Um, okay, let's move on to another No, but, but honestly, Tig, I would like to talk to you. Uh, I'd like to, but you, you seem, you always seem very, very f- fulfilled. So, you know, I, I was talking more like of my, all my single friends who are like alone and, kind mm-hmm. of prone to depression and that kind of thing. But, right. But anyway, I, I know that you have two toddlers, which can be really hard as well, obviously, with no 
you know, with, with an infectious disease and... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's hard to have toddlers with an infectious disease. It is. And even without one. <laughs> Wait, I have a Caroline. when. I have a well, Ca- go ahead. I have a Caroline Ray story before we take a call or two. <laughs> I once, I don't know Caroline Ray at all. And I once mm-hmm. randomly, like, cold called her on, or DM'd her on Twitter, asked her to be on my old podcast, the Hound Tall podcast. And mm-hmm. she agreed to do it. And I said, mm-hmm. great, it's on Wednesday at UCB Theater and mm-hmm. uh, at this time. And then I got a text from her. She's like, okay, I'm in the taxi. And I was like, that's interesting, a taxi. And then she's like, I'm here, the theater's closed. And I was like, where are you? And she's like, I'm at the UCB Theater in New York. So <laughs> she was in a completely different time zone and in a different state. And she- <laughs> it just didn't work out. I'm sorry. Honey. That is hilarious. Well, I was going to say, um, I, I she's a very nice person. She's very funny, and I would say very reliable. So I was very interested to see where this story was going. If you were going to tell me that she blew you off or was rude, I was I was I was all ears because I I have not um, known of that side of her. Um. Well, Tig, let's go to commercial. <laughs> Wait, Tig, I, I just wanted to ask you, is there anything that you have come to terms with or learned during this quarantine? Is there anything you wanted to share? Anything um, interesting, funny, fun? Or we can take calls. Well, um, I, I will say that aside from, you know, the awareness of what, everyone is going through outside of our little world. I feel like we're oddly thriving as a family. And, um, and there's, there's so much, if there is uh, some version of, of normal life that we will get back to um, one day, I hope to take a lot of what, we've been experiencing right now with us because it's been so positive. I feel very Um, similarly. Yeah. I I think a lot of people are experiencing that. And as, as much as I, I do feel good and secure and I, I am happily married. I'm the reality is, you know, there's, there's real life and there's hard days and hard patches and marriages and having kids and work and all of that. But, um, but this has been so (laughs) incredible just in our family unit. Right. Like I, I am, I was definitely not planning on spending this much time with my child. (laughs) (laughs) Like, ever in your life. Like I used to have maybe a nanny. Total, maybe total. All, all, yeah. all, all but life I, total. I had a nanny who, who was here at least 40 hours a week, sometimes a little more. Yeah. And that wasn't when I was, when the baby was sleeping. Right. That yeah. was just in the day that now I'm with her. I think but it's really now cool. Now you're with the nanny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're experiencing the same thing. There's like this, uh, this enforced bonding that is uh, made things feel even deeper or I, I don't know. It's me. I, I also feel like we're lucky at the age that our kids are 
Uh, how old are your kids? Are like what a year older? They're like four. Yeah, yeah. It's like they'll be four uh, in a few weeks. Yeah, we're, we're lucky enough to have children at the age where they're really psyched to hang out with their parents, <laughs> stuck inside with us. Like, yeah. imagine. And if, they have no. Our kids think we haven't told them about the virus, and we don't really um, let them see even masks, and so they just think they are on spring break. Is all we've been telling them. <laughs> And so they, what's hilarious is spring break last year, they were too young to know what spring break was. So they don't know what it is or how long it lasts typically. <laughs> so they have, they have no follow-up questions when, when they'll say, oh, can we go to Rite Aid, which is their favorite uh, place to go because it has, you know, chips and it has toys and um, and we're like, oh, no, no, everything's closed. Everyone's on spring break. And they're like, oh, okay, well, after <laughs> spring break, can we go to Rite Aid? And we're like, yeah. And we had to drive. We were going to do one of those, you know, very popular these days, uh, birthday parades or whatever for one of their friends. And we drove past Rite Aid and our, one of our sons said, Oh, somebody's going in Rite Aid. And we were like, oh, no, no, he's just walking up to lock the door. And he's like, no, 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 I think he walked in. No, 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 he's locking up to go on spring break. Wait, I'm going to steal then, that. That's great. Spring break. I just keep telling her everything's closed. Well, she's so young, she doesn't even ask. She's not asking about Rite Aid yet. She's, no, but she's like, well, why is everything closed? Why is school closed? She's so young, she's not asking about Rite Aid. We, we haven't gone through the, the basic rites of ascension of a child, which is you tell them what Rite Aid is, and then you tell them what spring break is she hasn't done either of those <laughs> things yeah she's way too young to be talking to be having the right aid conversation when they when by the way when they turn five and six they're going to be pissed at you they're going to be like wait spring break is so unbelievably short i they're thought you said all of this i thought you said it lasted until summer that's one thing that's been well, hel- I f- yeah go ahead oh no you go ahead i was just going to say one thing that's been helping me is realizing that they're not going to remember any of this right Right. Four, though. And four, I, you, you have like one memory out of your whole year, like five years old. Like your, the whole year you're five, you're going to remember one thing, probably. Well, that's the thing is I feel like your kid and our kids, they're at the perfect age for this because they're not a newborn and they're not five or six. And I feel like any younger than our kids or any older than our kids, there'd be too much. um, (laughs) You would need a break. And so many people with newborns aren't getting a break. Oh, wow. And, um, and then when you think of people that are, or kids that are, you know, five and six, it, they need a little more information. Whereas my sons, they, they do not have a clue what's going on. And I really feel like we can keep this from them for quite a while. How old do you think you'll finally let them know about the COVID-19 virus? <laughs> We're not ever going to tell them. We're just going to let them have awkward conversations as they go back out in the world. In middle and, school? No, our, gen- yeah. our generation of kids is the only generation that won't be affected by COVID. No, they're going to be, maybe, maybe. But in middle school, your, kid, your sons are going to be like, why does everybody wash their hands so much? We're like, oh, no, nothing, nothing. Let's go to Rite Aid. Um. <laughs> Okay, well, we're, we were going to take a call. Yeah, what do you think, Tig? Will you help us give some advice to some callers? Sure. All right, awesome. Um, our first caller, 
is Chris in Vermont. We're going to call Chris in Vermont. Hello. Hello, Chris. Yes. Hey, it's Natasha Legero, Moshe Kasher, and our friend Tig Notaro. Oh, hi, how are you guys? <laughs> Good, how Did are we you? Wake you up? <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm up. Oh. I know it's a little late, but I'm awake. What's happening, Chris? How are you? Oh, I can't, I'm so excited to talk to you guys. And Tig, I love you so much. Also, this is really exciting. It's exci- <laughs> Thank you, Chris. It's exciting for us not as well. A, not been a great, not been a great year. So this is a, definitely a highlight. Oh, good. We're the highlight of your year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's so a lot far, of people so that far. have had a bit of a bummer of a year. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yes, that's true. <laughs> you take solace in that. So, Chris, we're all hitching yeah. our wagon. <laughs> Chris, why would you contact us? What's going on? Um. Okay. So basically. Um, I've, I was in a five-year relationship. It was really my first serious relationship. I've dated before, but not long-term. Um, we broke up a couple just like less than a month before the whole pandemic really got bad. And basically the root of our problems was my ex-boyfriend's drinking. Um, he struggled with alcoholism and he actually ended up losing his job and then also decided that because he was still going to have insurance, he was going to go to rehab. So after, you know, it it was really, it, it was really only the last three years or so that were kind of to the point where it was pretty bad. And I think a lot of the reason why I was having such an such a problem is because I, you know, I really felt like I put everything I had into the relationship and I didn't really feel like I had her in return. Um, so since he's still in re, uh, in treatment right now, he's there because he, he can't really travel, but he's taking advantage of the opportunity to be there and, and get the help that he needs. And he, seems like he's doing really well. He's, um, you know, and we really love each other. I still love him and he still loves me. And I, I kind of, you know, I, I, I've known you guys for a while, but I, I didn't realize that you, until I started listening to the podcast that you, Moshe are sober and Natasha, you, I don't believe that you are sober. So sort of, I, I, at least I know that you smoke weed like I do, which is cool. But, um, so wait, what's, what's sure your question too much though, about Chris? the alcohol. What's, what's your question? So basically my question is, do you think it's possible that, um, somebody, I, do, do you think that, uh, it's possible that two people can give it a second shot when one person has been through treatment and is sober and the other person is not, I enjoy having a drink. Um, but you don't want to feel like you're, you're going to be triggering him every time you like have a cocktail. Right. And you know, I, I've always been sort of the, the one that goes out and has, you know, goes, has drinks with friends and stuff. So it's just hard to even imagine what that might even look like or feel like. Right. All right. How long were Um, you guys together? Five years. Five years. So you had the majority of it was bad. 
Yeah, the majority of it was a struggle. Got it. it. We actually, we were living with roommates and then we moved into our own house. Uh, and that's when it got started sort of going downhill. Got it. All right. So he's in treatment. You're sitting yeah. there in, in quarantine, pining for him for the days, the salad days <laughs> of your relationship youth, hoping that you can jumpstart that relationship once he gets out f- fragile and newly sober. You guys can get back to you doing bong rips and going out clubbing <laughs> while he stays at home <laughs> grabbing, gripping a big book, basically. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe <laughs> maybe not quite like that, but, you yeah. know, uh, yes. And I, and we actually, we didn't, we never really went out too, too much. Gotcha. Um, all right, all right, hold but, on. All yeah. right, Chris, hold on. Let me think about this. Tig, do you have any immediate thoughts? Well, I know that uh, when people are newly sober, one of the the hard and fast rules, right, is to not be um, romantically involved with somebody. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I also, uh, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you can, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if you guys were always together. Were you on and off were you back and forth no no oh together the entire time solid okay. monogamous for five years i think you need to uh-huh. give him six months after like he gets out like you need to take a little bit of your own space you know it's like you don't need to be babysitting him straight out of rehab post pandemic I, I i kind of agree with what tig and natasha are intimating i mean i've never loved the the rule in in aa it that's sort of a I don't know who made it up. It's literally a random. It's not. I did. Oh, you did, Tig? (laughs) Yeah. You're so prolific. I've never been in AA, but it was just something I put in the, you know, as a suggestion. You're so prolific, Um, Tig. That's amazing. Yeah. It seems to help. Yeah. But that's why I go back to it every time. Especially, you must have only been about two or three years old when you did that. So that's really double amazing. I I was. I was two and a half. You you barely knew what Rite Aid was back then. I I toddled over and I put my suggestion in the box and uh, fell over and cried. But but anyway, but you're right, Moshe. Just because they say that, well, doesn't, they say it. But, it's not, you know. Listen, what if you guys were married? You've been lo- together long enough that you could be married. I mean, it's not like you're supposed to divorce your husband or wife when you get sober. That's for sure not true. But right. but the 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 folk wisdom in AA around that around that rule that was made out of nowhere. People will say, you know, why they say don't be in a relationship for the first year? It's not for you. It's for the people you're gonna date. It's to keep them safe because you're in such a scattershot state of like mental illness and disease. You have you shouldn't be yeah. anywhere near somebody that you're romantically connected <laughs> with. But you you're already in the relationship with this guy. You've been in a relationship with him for five years. Now he's sober. So it it doesn't make sense for you to jump back into a relationship with him. It also doesn't make sense for you to not jump back into a relationship with him because you've got history. So I think what Natasha was intimating is when these when things calm down and he gets out of rehab. I wouldn't. Is he going to be living with you when he gets out? No. Oh well, that's great. Actually, take it slow for some. That's yes. perfect. You get to like, you get to date him again and figure out if you guys. That's kind of what I was thinking. I think you date him and you date him with limited expectations because the truth is he might be a different person. He might emerge a third person. You had good, good boyfriend. 
Then you had drunken alcoholic boyfriend, and now you've got fresh out of rehab boyfriend, and you have no idea. And is he is he wanting to uh, reconcile with you? Yes. Or is this your good question? Mutually... Too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it would be funny. No, he... <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be weird if he like completely didn't even want to talk to me, and I was calling you right now. Well, well, I mean, well, no, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be weird. I mean. I, you know, you, people can kind of have their own thoughts of, oh, yeah. this didn't work out, and maybe I'll do this. And, um, but if it's if it's mutual, then I, I, yeah, even if something as um, well known as the rule that I made up for AA <laughs> says that you <laughs> shouldn't date. Um, I, I think people are going to do what they want to do, and um, and I think that there is something to like everybody's kind of talking about is is just a slower approach, and yeah, it's likely a different person and getting to know each other all over again. Right. Um, yeah, I I kind of was thinking that. Well, that's a beautiful thing in a way, Chris. And it doesn't necessarily mean you'll get what you want, but it definitely means that you have an adventure ahead of you. So that sounds that sounds like fun. Well, Chris, try to take our advice. Yeah. Slower pace. We have to go. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was kind of that kind of was what my gut instinct was telling me, but it feels good to hear, it. especially from you guys who, you know, are make it work with one sober and one non-sober partner, which is makes me feel at least there's some hope <laughs> there is hope chris and but some you don't know what that hope looks like so we wish you luck yeah good luck to you seriously thank you so much okay chris take care bye chris bye great to talk to you guys bye 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 tig and so is that the end of the podcast <laughs> well let me ask you you got Let's one go. you got one more in you of course I do. Oh, I, uh, great. Wait, but we'll we'll give you yeah. a choice. Yeah, we'll give you a choice. That of one was kind of heavy, Moshe. That's well, why sometimes I didn't they're want... heavy. I All thought right. that was good. We gave him good advice. I know, but and Tig got some zingers in. Sounds doomed. It doesn't sound doomed to me. People have come come back from wor- worse scenarios than that. All right. Um, no, that's the worst scenario I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're just gonna see what's what's up with this girl. Let's call oh. Allison in Baltimore. All right, Allison in Baltimore. And then we'll let Tig go back to her family. I'm not really trying to rush out of this. <laughs> oh, then can we but do... But it is the latest I've been up. <laughs> Moshe stays up till like <laughs> three in the morning. It's so annoying. But isn't this showtime? You know, the, a bunch of comedians have, have been like, oh yeah, nine is late. But then I'm like, but don't we all do stand-up? Isn't that what time we're all performing? It's so funny that we go to- I moved my Largo show that used to be at 8.30, I moved it to 7 o'clock because <laughs> I, I, we get up at 5 o'clock every day with our, our little roommates. It definitely changes things, doesn't it? I you get a- up at 5 o'clock? Yes. Yeah, they just they just Google image search uh, Rite Aid for four hours until <laughs> nine a.m. to breakfast. <laughs> I I guess if if that's the one of the hard parts about twins is they wake each other up. Right. Oh man, there must be so much. Well, actually, no. That I think that might go for um, mainly when they're babies, but now they don't really wake each other up. It's just that they 
they're in the phase of getting out of their beds and coming into our bed and they come at different times in the night and the morning and um but they're pretty much ready to go it's like mice uh what <laughs> they're they're exactly like mice <laughs> How is it like mice? I guess I've never had mice. I mean, just at all hours, like things coming into your bed. It sounds awful. What, well, what is going on at your house? I, I we locked her. We have a rodent problem in our bed. I we locked her in her room. little babies. There's so much wrong with Natasha's analogy. One is that there's constantly mice in our bed. And the other is that our children are like vermin. No, we got one of those things off Amazon so she can't get out of her room. Right. She's got a little uh, a thing on her doorknob. So she just turns it forever. <laughs> Screaming. Well, out. yeah, we used to lock them in their room, but then they started growing and right. kicking their door. And it was like <laughs> two large. Ma- it was oh, just one like morning we opened their door and there were these two large rats <laughs> standing there. <laughs> oh, man, I hate- they had grown. Oh, that's very funny. It does sound cute, though. I, 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 I can't say I'm not looking forward to the phase where our child comes and like nudges us awake in the morning and wants to jump in bed. That sounds kind of cool. It's, it's not. Okay. <laughs> it's, in theory, I mean, Stephanie, and we take pictures of it because it, we know it's a cute moment and we have these two precious little beings in our bed and they bring, uh, one of them brings his little stuffed elephant with him and then the other one brings a metal Ghostbuster car and a calculator that he snuggles. Wait, did you say an, el- an elephant? Uh, one of them had not, yeah, a little That's amazing elephant. that an elephant and a mouse can finally be friends. I mean, they're, those are classic <laughs> enemies. <laughs> Wait, and then one of them snuggles with a calculator? And a metal Ghostbusters car. Wow. And, and then the cat is in there, too. And so we know that this is a cute, funny time, but the reality is, you know, we're, we're tired. Yeah. tired well, well you know what so. Moshe does you might want to you might want to steal his hack he uh <laughs> I, I wish you wouldn't talk about this he Natasha. wakes up with the baby because we trade off days when he has to wake up with the baby he puts on an eye mask no i wake up i bring i give her breakfast we, we, and then we, i turn the tv on and then he puts in, in he lays in bed Moshe does puts on an eye mask that you get from the plane <laughs> And then headphones on with white noise and just takes a two-hour nap while she watches TV. <laughs> How much TV does she watch? It's not two hours. Natasha's exaggerating for comedic effect. It's a two-hour nap. She'll watch a couple episodes of Daniel Tiger or something, and I will go into a deep meditative trance state. <laughs> it's working okay, really well. Okay, but how much TV does she watch? Like oh. seven hours a day. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're we're doing good. I'd yeah. say around two two hours. or under a yeah, day. Two hours or under a day. What about your boys? Um, I would say about three and a half. We're averaging. We're we're probably averaging more three, but I've been like really trying to have her not be watching TV, but it's like exhausting. No, but we literally have to average it because I when she's with me, she watches three or to four and when she's with natasha it's one to two so but then i don't get anything else done right 
Because well, I'm like, uh, you know, the truth comes out. <laughs> we'll you guys are we're coming out with the two hours out of the gate, and then it's like, well, you were so we forthcoming in a week. <laughs> Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know, I realized recently, do you know that you spend one third of your life asleep? Really? A third of your life. And some of us are spending that third on a crappy mattress that we've been sleeping on for a decade plus. It's a terrible idea to not get enough sleep. It's bad for your health. It's just a bad deal. And thank God there are amazing mattress companies out there that will ship a mattress straight to your door. Our favorite is Helix. The reason I like Helix so much is that they let you take a quiz to find out exactly what kind of mattress fits your sleeping style. I like firm. And I like fluffy. So we got a firm with a mattress uh, topper, and we're both happy. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. If you like a mattress that's really soft or firm, if you like to sleep on your side or your back, all that's factored in. We took the quiz... Yeah, and, and we told you what we got, but you don't have to take our word for it. Helix was actually named the number one best overall mattress pick of 2019 and 2020 by GQ and Wired. So if you go to helix.com slash honeymoon, you take that two-minute sleep quiz, they will match you to a customized mattress that will get you the best sleep of your life. I know this sounds like I'm just reading ad copy, but I honestly believe this is truly, truly my opinion that when it comes to a mattress, you should not just take the one that you've been sleeping on and accept it. You should get yourself something perfect for you. They have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up if you don't love it, but you will. What do you have to lose? $200 off is what we're offering right now. All mattress orders, $200 off plus two free pillows for our listeners at helix.com slash honeymoon. Helix, H-E-L-I-X dot com slash honeymoon for up, to, for up to $200 off. Um, okay, well, let's call this chick. She's waiting for us. Let's call Allison in Baltimore. Hello. Hi, Allison. It's no- Hi, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Allison. <laughs> Uh, it's Natasha Legero and Moshe Kasher and our friend and our friend who has the with the COVID voice is Tig Nataro. <laughs> that was Tig Nataro. Oh my gosh! Very cool. <laughs> How you doing? Hey Allison. <laughs> hey, good to hear your voice. <laughs> <laughs> is it your voice? <laughs> it is. Well, I was pretending like um, you answering your phone woke me up, but yeah, it's my voice. Um, uh, Allison, what's Very going cool. on? How's how's uh, how's your COVID? Okay, well, I just had a school program end last week, and it was a very intense program. And now it's basically like week one for me. School program, and I'm realizing you said? what everyone's been going through. Oh, wait. When you say how's your COVID, does that mean how's this this time period yeah. then, or do you have COVID? No, I, I started to realize that when I say how's your COVID, I just mean like, how's, how's your COVID How's time? your Christmas doing? How's or your whatever. spring break? Right. <laughs> but then I realized okay. it sounds like I'm saying... How's your COVID break? <laughs> <laughs> we're on COVID break. <laughs> uh, wait, so Allison, you say you were in a program. So, oh, so you haven't been quarantining? So... um. 
my last semester of a school program was this this semester and starting in the middle of March we went to homeschool got it but I it was so busy that I was home but it didn't really feel and now it's kind like of setting in forced COVID right yeah this is like the first week you never want you never want that full force COVID never okay well what's yeah, up yeah halfway was all right how can we help okay, you okay so probably because I'm not busy anymore I'm realizing it's been four years since I was in a relationship um and I'm starting to feel like I'm ready as you know, now that it's unavailable, I guess. <laughs> okay. And you want to kind of like start getting ready to date or like you're, do you want advice on starting to date again? Yes. So what, I guess what I'm looking for is like when this all moves over, what do I do? Well, I would say, take your mask well, off you gotta get yourself a cute mask <laughs> <laughs> like what do you mean what do you do to get a man are you, what are you are you looking to just go out have dinner are you looking to get married you want kids do you want uh what are you looking for so i'm kind of in between i'm so i'm 32 and i don't really know as far as getting married or having kids i'm not sure yet I definitely don't want to go like online just to hook up, but it's sort of just like trying to find a person that I'm excited about being with again. So you're, um, you're, I think my voice sounds a little upset, but I'm just so nervous because I'm excited to talk to you. All. No, your voice honestly sounds a kind of sultry, if I'm being honest. <laughs> it, Moshe. Oh, sorry, Tig. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> well, here's what I, if you don't want to go online and hook up, I'm going to live vicariously through you and tell you what I would do if I were not a hot item that got swiped up real fast. Um, if, if I were single, um, here's what I would do. I would make a, a plan of different places that I have wanted to go that interest me they would potentially have the kind of people that uh, would be like-minded, and I would go completely out of my uh, pattern. I wouldn't go to my typical coffee shop. I wouldn't go to my typical grocery store. I would go in a whole new direction and world and see what I stumbled upon. And, and I feel like that's a way that you could kind of step into somebody else's shoes and live a totally different life. That's my fantasy. If I were to fantasize about not being married to the love of my life, <laughs> which you do not, that is not something you fantasize about. But if you did, I, I actually don't, I, I have no interest in being with anybody else, but, um, but that's very sensible could, advice. I love it. That was a banger Tig. That was uh, doing an advice yeah. podcast. I would say that was top three. <laughs> out the gate hit just from the hip that was good tig it takes effort well, though it, that was really good. um but i mean and 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 make it your pattern like that's your new life because you already know what your old life has um served up for you and you're not right. finding what you want so go find your new grocery store go find your new coffee shop go find your new thing and then just just do that life in that world for a little bit 
and, uh, you know, throw in some other stops along the way and see if there's somebody out there. I, I, I'll take it a step further than Tig and say, like, please I, don't. No, I have to, Tig. This is what <laughs> okay, I do. This right. is what I do. But I, I, I will say that, like, Tig's advice is so good, and it's it, it, it actually is going to be even more meaningful after this thing dies down, if it if and when it does die down, because all of society is going to be emerging from this weird like pause press of of life, and and the world and culture I probably is going to explode. That's what happened in the Roaring Twenties is they came out of the Spanish flu and into this like new experience of the world. So like what Tig's talking about is going to be good advice times 10 because like let's, everybody's going to be coming out of their, their little cave. Let's hope because we are, you know, they didn't have technology and like everyone didn't have a phone during the Spanish flu. Right, right. But I think so. I think people are going to be itching to get out and itching. And, and I think taking Tig's advice is really good, good advice. And and also don't, you know, don't rush it. It's like everybody, we have get so many of these calls like this where people are like, okay, I'm ready. What do I do? It's like, well, you probably wait around for a few years until you meet somebody. It's a, it's a nearly impossible equation to find someone else to fit into your life. But so many people have done it that there is hope. And I would like to add making my list of non-negotiables, what you want from someone, what things you can't live without, just so you're really clear on that and you don't end up in a relationship with a loser for two years. That's a, that is really good advice, too. Oh, yeah. Combining these two bits of advice from Tig and Natasha, know exactly what you want and then go change your pattern. And I feel like you'll be in really good shape. Because you sound kind of hot. Oh, calm down, Natasha. Oh, guys, <laughs> I would say, you know, my non-negotiable is just saying somebody that doesn't want to borrow my bank card in the middle of the night. <laughs> so you've dated and, some, uh, you've dated oh, some see, winners. You're not going to be able to find <laughs> that after COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you've dated some winners in the past, you know, Allison. Well, that's the thing is like to have the first one be kind of successful, not successful, like, uh, have an okay go of it after a pretty bad one. Right. And wait, so your exes, it was truly the middle of the night and they're wanting to borrow your, your bank card. That's a drug addict. Tick. How I, it, it, you know, it was, so it was like probably four in the morning. So I had a guy I like that like short version. He wow. was, um, he was a recovering addict. When I met him, he was like, I think he kind of wanted like a mom nurse kind of a situation where he wanted <laughs> Who to be. Doesn't? He wanted Who to, doesn't? <laughs> That's actually a porn you know? search category. Mom, mommy, nurse. <laughs> nurse, mommy. <laughs> that's called a, you know what that's called, Allison, is a nilf. <laughs> you know, I'm not a nilf. I, I can't even, if I were in bed and I was dating somebody. I guess that's where the the disconnect. I don't. I don't think I've been with a drug addict. But if if a girlfriend was like, "Hey, can I get your bank card?" <laughs> I would feel like, "Pardon." <laughs> I, <laughs> can, you, can you get you know, my bank card? I mean, no. <laughs> Certainly, the yeah, second I mean, time. <laughs> The second time, I'd definitely, like it's a no. Person. Well, you are that person now. Yeah, you got to be strong. Hey, yeah. it's a non-negotiable. That's a non-negotiable. Yeah, you got to be so strong <laughs> that if someone wakes you up at four in the morning and asks for your bank card, <laughs> you be so strong that you say, "Pardon." <laughs> <laughs> 
Absolutely. Well, yeah, Allison, no more, no more losers, no more drug addicts. You've got this. I think that's what 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 Tig and Natasha and sort of everybody that I've listened to that's talking about the possibilities of positivity coming out of this thing are saying is that we all are getting this monumental opportunity to reconfigure our values and our expectations and our desires. And, and what do we want? And what we want going forward. You've got this great opportunity. Like you're not going to date another loser because you've got this time to sit and think like what do i want who's best for me where can i find them and what grocery store will i snag them at (laughs) and you've lived through a pandemic you don't have time there might be another pandemic coming (laughs) there's no more time for nonsense that's right okay somebody left a rotting pig out and now we all have covid (laughs) all right we don't have time for this and you don't have money either your bank account has been diminished so you can't lend somebody your bank account uh, okay, Allison. Well, good luck. I think yeah. we really helped you. Yeah, I think so too. I think you're in good shape now. Good <laughs> Thank luck. You. I can't wait for you to go about your new little uh, route in life. Let me know how it goes. Me too. <laughs> I will. Thank you so much. Have bye. a good night. Bye bye. Thank you. All right. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> Moshe always makes fun of me because I want to get off the phone with people, but I just feel like once we help them, let's move on. Let's get out of there. Well, take, you got to go to bed anyway. <laughs> I do have to go to bed. I have to get up at five in the morning. Right. Thank you for I have talking. Those rodents. <laughs> you got some mice on their way. <laughs> and and then there's a cat in the bed. You'd think she'd be swatting them out of the the bed. But yeah. No. There's a cat, two mice, and an elephant. This I did is a, this not is mean truly an odd couple. That. I'm sorry. Um, and a metal. Ghostbuster car. <laughs> I, I love the idea that one of your sons sleeps with a calculator. That's the one that I would uh, I would invest heavily in and send him to magnet schools and stuff like that. Seems like he's headed straight for the top. Oh my gosh, they're both so ridiculous. I don't even know what to do. It's well, a pretty nice time um, to be able to hang. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, I feel like family time has been the best. That, but that, I think everyone's on a different journey. You know, like single people have their own. Like this girl who just called. Like, you know, you get to like find a second hobby. And we talked to Hannibal, and he's like a music producer now. He just has so much <laughs> yeah. time on his hands. <laughs> like people with right. people. You know, Seth Rogen. I follow him on Instagram, and he's like throwing like pottery and making he's like kilning different uh right. he, you know he's got this great collection Actually, of they're nice beautiful art too. and you know everyone's just but you know with the kids it's like we're totally like engrossed in them but at the same time it is like very positive yeah it's a pretty nice experience and speaking of nice experiences tig this has been really nice <laughs> thank you oh my god <laughs> thank you we gotta see each I'm other sometime the, soon uh, uh, I'm going to get off the phone and call Caroline Ray at 11 o'clock at night. They're like, why did you call me? Call her right now and just say, I'm fine, Caroline, and then hang up. And just lose my number, weirdo. (laughs) Who calls people at 9 p.m. to see how they're doing in the middle of a pandemic? Two and a half months in. (laughs) Um, All right, Tig, we'll give our love to Stephanie and your darling rodents and we love you (laughs) and uh give my best to your darling rodent and we love you guys and not even in a high-pitched voice uh thanks for having me on and um let me know how many downloads this gets (laughs) yeah we'll send it to you thank you too okay Okay. we miss you all righty bye well that was so sweet so nice epic i would say epic guest natasha 
She was good. She gave that girl some good advice. I always, that's what I mean when I tell people stuff like, go get into your own thing. But she really articulated I, it. I loved it. No, but you guys were coming from different angles. And I thought that was, that was, that was the best double whammy of advice is that, that Tig was saying, change your setting. Mm-hmm. You know what they say? Like, um, the best way to take psychedelics mm-hmm. is, if you heard that, I'm sure you've heard this, is set, setting, and dosage, mm-hmm. right? And the best way to not have a bad trip is you you got to be in the right mindset, mm-hmm. right? You have to be in the right setting and you got to not take too much, right? And it was like, it was almost like you were saying set, right? You were saying mindset, like mm-hmm. get your brain ready for what you want out of love and out of life. And Tig was saying, setting. change your setting, re- reconfigure right. your setting. And I almost feel like the COVID thing in a weird way is like the is like the dosage, you know, it's like. This is how heavy life is going to be after we all pop out of this thing, if we all pop out of this thing. And uh, I thought that was that it was well done. It was a good one-two punch, and I was glad to be here to observe it. And it made me realize something really important. What, Mosh? Something big. What? Something really crazy. Huh? I think I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. 